following video contains scenes of real talk from Jordan Riley that may offend you, convict you, and maybe even convert you. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, welcome to Real Talk with Jordan Riley, where the real talk does not come from me. It comes directly from God's Word. And on today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about an issue that a lot of people try to avoid, and that is the subject of addiction. Addiction affects so many people, not just the people who are addicted, but the loved ones and the friends and family of the person addicted. And it's time to talk about it because I went through a 13-year addiction that I'm ashamed of and embarrassed by. And I want to talk about what I went through, what it caused to other people, what I did to other people, and what Jesus did. Because again, too many times in addiction, you're going to see this through this whole episode, too many times through this addiction, I thought I was in control. I thought I could fix it on my own. And I lived a life of secrecy and shame. And you're going to see what happened to the result. So stay with me till the end. So 2004, I was, in, I was going through a really hard time at that, at that juncture in my life. I was constantly fighting with my parents. They had kicked me out of the family a few times, so I was constantly depressed. I was newly married, so I was having a hard time. There was constant fighting between me and my wife, and we had a little one. And it was, it was just a crazy, crazy time. I very much was depressed, very much anxious, very much an angry individual. And I didn't know how to deal with my problems. Now, I thought because I repeated a prayer when I was eight years old that I was saved and everything was fine. But the problem was is, again, I was trying to do everything in my strength to fix my issues. Also, I avoided my issues. If there was a hard, you know, if there was a fight with my dad, I would run. I would get out, go to my house, get away from it, pretend it didn't exist, listen to some music, just get my mind off it. No, I didn't deal with it, I avoided it. And then, you're gonna see later what I begin to replace it with. So again, in 2004, I get invited over to my brother's house to play some pool one night. And as we're playing pool, listening to music, he says, hey, you know, there's a, if you want something, there's, there's something over there for you. I walked over, there's this little round can. It said chewing tobacco on it. I'm like, what is this? That's gross. He's like, no, no, they're tobacco leaves and God created them and it's natural and so it's just fine. God doesn't care if you do that. And again, as a false convert, I went on what sounded good. I didn't go by what God said. And so I was like, oh, that sounds great. And again, as I'm going through this hard time in my life, anything would have felt good compared to what I was facing. So I put that in my mouth and whoa, I got like a buzz, I was lightheaded, I had the most amazing time playing pool. I don't even remember how the game went. It was just a really kind of euphoric night. Went home, you know, numbers of days later, my brother calls me up again, hey, you wanna come back over and play pool? And I did, same thing. There's the chew, oh yeah, great, let me have some. Got that nice buzz feeling again. All of a sudden, I'm starting to go, wait a second, this is kind of nice. I'm having a bad day, go to my brother's house, have some chew, my problems seem to disappear. Now, the problem with that scenario is, when I wake up in the next morning, huh, the problems are still there. So I would get busy and do work things or things with my singing career to get my mind off of it. 
I never wanted to deal with my problems. You know, I thought, well, if I just kind of, you know, pretend they're not there or, if, you know, if I have something to replace it with to make me feel good, they're going to go away. I was deceived. Again, said no verse ever. So what became a once a week habit, and again, it started out innocently, became a once a day habit. Because again, hard times are still there. I'm still going through hard times. I'm still facing issues with parents and friends and my wife and different things like that. There's a lot of pressures and stress in life. And where did I turn for comfort? Did I turn to the Lord? No. Did I turn to my pastor? Nope. I turned to chew, tobacco. That was my comfort. That was my version of a counterfeit Holy Spirit. And that was absolutely wrong. That's a sin. Addiction is sin. It's putting something before Christ. I found my comfort in a substance, not in a savior. And that was a problem. Now, the worst part of it was my wife and my brother are the only two people that knew about it. I began to lie and hide and deceive people about this. I would go outside when I was at my parents' house because I wanted to chew because they would start to get on my nerves and I would say, oh, I got to take this phone call. And I would go out in their backyard, put the phone up to my ear and begin to put a little dab of chew in my mouth and pretend I was talking on the phone. I was an actor. I was acting in a play. I wasn't doing the real thing. I was, I was seriously just doing it so I could have that, that feeling, that substance to soothe me and get my mind off the craziness. That's wrong. I was lying. And that's, I was hurting people in the process. And I felt guilty about it. And you know what that guilt led to? More tobacco, more chew. Now I've got to cover up not the lie, but the bad feeling of the lie. So I've got to keep chewing more. And so what, came, what became a one day uh, you know, habit or once t- one time a day habit, all of a sudden became a couple of times a day. And more and more. And things continued to get worse. My problems, because I avoided them, did not get better. They stayed there. And my addiction kept growing. Because again, the addiction became my way out. It became my soothing, my comforter, my savior. I didn't turn to Christ. Now remember, I thought I was saved at this time. So I was doing this all in my own strength. Well, Jordan can fix it. I can just, you know, and I tried to quit. Please understand this. I tried over a hundred times to quit. But for 13 years, I lived a lie. I hid it from everybody. I hid it from our kids. I would tell our kids that, you know, because we would, we would go to the Indian reservation to go get it because it was a lot cheaper there because they don't have to pay taxes. And so we'd go out there and I would say, hey, we're going to go get a special treat. And I'd get them a candy bar. They didn't realize that daddy was going out there to get his addiction taken care of. And so I would lie even to my own kids, which I'm embarrassed by and I'm ashamed by. This continued and continued and continued. And again, for years, I just became numb to it. It just became part of my life. It controlled me. I looked for every opportunity to chew. I would think about it. When I was on, you know, on stage and I'm performing, I couldn't wait to get off stage to have chew. You know, when I went to bed, I already knew where I was going to be and what I was going to have. And I mean, everything. I would have a fight with someone, I would have chew. I would eat and after I was done eating, I would have chew. It was my life. 
And again, super unbiblical, absolutely a sin. I was deceived. So then I get saved and I start to realize and start to grow in, in my walk with Christ. I start to realize what the Bible says and I'm starting to go, wow, I got I to gotta get this taken care of. This, this sin is not right. I'm, I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit and I'm ruining my temple. I'm ruining my body with this behavior. It's true is not good for you. And so I, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I feel guilty and I feel all these different emotions and the stress is still there. And I'm learning how to deal with things. I'm learning how to come to Christ and stuff like that. But again, there's still this self-reliance that I was struggling with. And again, it was a secret sin, so I didn't want to tell anybody. Well, finally, in 2017, again, 13 years of this nonsense, I finally had hit rock bottom. I was tired of feeling like a failure. I was tired of lying to people. I was tired of hiding everything. You know, people would come over. I have to run and make sure I hide all my stuff so they didn't find my secret sin. Again, I was tired of living a lie. But more important than that, I was tired of trusting in me because it got me nowhere. And so finally one night in December, it was a Saturday night. And I, uh, usually we would put a little envelope of cash, you know, to, to save, to, to go buy another stash of, you know, chewing tobacco. And I laid there on my bed. I was so exhausted. I was so tired of failing, so tired of trying in my own strength. And I began to cry out to the Lord. And I mean, really cry out to him. I said, God, I cannot do this anymore. Please forgive me of the self-reliance. Please forgive me of trying to do things all on my own. And I asked the Lord with all humility that I could muster, God, would you please heal me of this addiction? And I just sat there and I wept into my pillow for probably an hour. And I just gave it to the Lord. I said, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Cause I couldn't. And I fell asleep and I woke up the next morning being a Sunday morning. And again, I would not spend more than five minutes being awake without having chew in my mouth. And for some reason it was, there was a different feeling. I, I, I felt different and I don't go based on feelings, but I'm going, something's different about me. And my wife looks at me and she was like, you know, where's your chew, honey? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. And she looks at me like, yeah, okay, heard this before. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, so we went to church and then we were going to get ready to go purchase the, the, the cheap stuff out at the reservation. And she asked me if I wanted to go. And I said, no, I, I don't want to go. And she's looking at me like, I'm crazy. Like, who are you? And I'm just sitting there going, I, something's happened. Something's changed in me. And before I knew it, the day had passed. And I woke up the next morning and it had been 24 hours of this feeling, this desire, this addiction is gone. And I'm going, Lord, what is happening to me? And let me tell you, please hear me out. This was not anything I did. The Lord was gracious to me. He set me free. He healed me. And that one day turned into another, which turned into a week. And it turned into a month and it turned into a year. And I am so thrilled and so grateful to say that this December, it will be five years since the Lord has graciously healed me from my addiction. 
Thank you, Jesus. No more Jordan trying in his own strength. No more me trying to do it on my own. God and God alone. There is no addiction that is too powerful for him. The Bible says that nothing is impossible with the Lord. And that is absolutely the truth. Now, please understand something. Just because God set me free does not mean there's not temptation. Does not mean there's not struggles. Because again, there's still life that happens. But please know that the Lord taught me some amazing things in the process. Again, not to rely on myself, but to rely on him. And also to rely on the family of God, people that were surrounding me. And so please understand that when the Lord healed me, he also had me do something else. This was so cool. I began to tell the truth because again, I had lived in lies, lived in deception for so long. I began to tell people who I loved, people in my family, my friends, my pastor. I told them what I had struggled with. I came clean about my addiction. I talked about the triggers that would cause me to do it. The hurt, the anger, the depression. I began to deal with those things. I began to trust the Lord. I began to realize that he was the one who was sufficient. I didn't need that garbage in my mouth. I needed to run to my savior because he was so much better than the tobacco. And I'm telling you, if you're watching me on this episode and you have struggled with addiction, I don't care if it's porn or anger or sex or tobacco or alcohol or pills, whatever it is, turn to Jesus. He is able to set people free. But please understand that before you even just turn this video off and, you know, quick say a prayer, are you in Christ today? Please hear me out. When I was a false convert, I was doing everything in my own strength and I was a failure. And I'm asking you today, if you do not know Jesus, please take a moment, take as long as you need and turn to him. Repent of your sin. Repent of your evil ways, the lifestyle you've lived. Begin to call out to him. Believe the gospel. Believe what Jesus did on the cross. Turn to the Lord. I'm telling you, when you do it on your own, you will fail as I did. You will feel lonely as I did. You will feel guilty like I did. But when you turn to the Lord, and you operate by his strength, by his power, for his glory, it is a game changer. I'm telling you, the Lord set me free. I'm sorry I get emotional, but Jesus set me free, not Jordan. Jesus did it all to all the glory goes to him. I am so thankful. That's why I love the Lord so much. Not only did he save a wretched sinner like me, but he healed from me, me from my addiction. He forgave my lying, cheating, ugly ways. That's why I'm so passionate about Jesus. He is the only Savior. And if you don't know him, if you're struggling with addiction, please comment below. Please send me an email. I would love to talk to you, to pray with you, to converse with you. I want to be here for you, but I want to pray for you right now and be able to pray for that thing that you're struggling with, that you would turn it over to the Lord. So pray with me, wouldn't you? 
Dear Jesus, thank you so much for the privilege to share the story of what you did in my life with these precious people. God, I ask that if anyone watching this episode is struggling with porn or alcohol or cigarettes or anger or sex, whatever it is, Lord, if they have put things above you, if they're relying on their own strength, Father, they would stop today. Lord, they would turn to you today. They would repent of their sin. They would call out to you, Lord, that you would save them. You would heal them. You would transform their life just like you did mine. God, I thank you that you are the one, only, true Savior. There is no other way to be saved. There is no name on earth that we can call on but you. Lord, you are it. So, Father, I ask that you would set people free like you did me, that you would turn this anger, this hurt, this confusion, this depression that people are facing into joy that only comes from you. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.